Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Revolutionary Friendship. I'm Josh, and here with Justin. What's up, everyone? Um, today, uh, before we get started, we're just going to um, talk about the helicopter crash um, that took the lives of Kobe, his daughter, and seven of their friends, um, including the pilot. Um, and then we will do a very short Super Bowl preview. And then we are going to get into a pretty fun topic. Um, we are going to be talking about my favorite TV show, The Office. Um, so to kind of start off, do you what would, what would you like to say about um, like the accident? Um, how I mean, kind of like how you felt like the last couple of days. Like, is there what what do you have on that? So. For me, it's been a little it's been a little odd because I was never a Kobe fan. Um, I I didn't really like the way he played basketball that much. Uh, my guy was always Jordan, so he wasn't like my my top of the Mount Rushmore the the guy that you you know everybody thinks of when they think basketball. Everybody has their own you know older generation may think Wilt or whatever, but the last couple of days I've been at odd at how much he meant to this generation of basketball and really the city of Los Angeles. Um, I've never lived in Los Angeles, so I think you might be able to speak more to this, but I didn't realize how much the fabric of Los Angeles that he was and the star that he was in that city. Right. Um, you know, just kind of like everyone, I was shocked when it happened and then just sort of seeing the last couple of days kind of made me appreciate him way more than I ever had. Um, I, I see. I know for you, it probably, I know for you, it made you more sad than it probably made me. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the same as you, I was never, never a Kobe fan. I was never a Laker fan. I'm not going to sit here and try and pretend like I was a Laker fan. Um, when I moved here from England, um, Kobe had been in the league, I think maybe like one or two years already. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew who the Lakers were as soon as I, I moved out here. You know, growing up on our little cul-de-sac, all the kids played basketball and I'd never touched a basketball in my life. Um, so having to learn how to play basketball and then, you know, people, you know, talking about Kobe and, and Iverson and, you know, all these things. And I'm like, who are these people? Like, I don't know who these people are. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big, a big, um, a big impact was, you know, I watched all, all the basketball, you know, all the basketball games when, you know, when they went to the finals, when they went through the playoffs. Um, and I mean, I appreciate him as a player. I appreciate him like as a person, but yeah, I don't, I wasn't, I didn't think, if you would have told me a week ago, hey, you know, this is how you're going to feel when, when Kobe dies, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt really weird. I had to go to work on Sunday. Like, I literally found out, and then I had to get ready and go to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Monday morning, woke up, and it was, I was, I was even telling, um, I was even telling Daniel, Daniel's a huge Laker fan. Um, and so I'm like, it, I feel guilty in a way feeling so sad about it because I wasn't a Laker fan. Mm-hmm. 
um, like almost like I had no right to kind of like feel that way. Um, but it's, um, yeah, Monday morning I woke up and I, I felt like I'd, I'd lost like a family member. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I remember, um, I guess a celebrity, you could, I mean, you could consider him a celebrity. Um, last time I feel like a celebrity had this kind of impact was when, um, princess diana died mm-hmm. um because i don't think we had this there was this impact when you know michael jackson died or you know prince died and i'm not saying you know for people to be sad and things like that but like to have the global impact and the fact that like you'd go on instagram or on social media everybody you knew was posting about him mm-hmm. and i'm like people that don't even watch basketball people that don't even like it was it was weird like sunday i had to stop going on twitter i had to go i had to stop going on instagram because it was just making me like really fucking sad because everybody was posting stuff about him um so to kind of make myself feel a little better i started watching like the funny kobe commercials that he did like the kobe like the kobe system mm-hmm. uh, the ones that he did with like kanye or like the puppet commercials um and then hearing all like the funny stories from, you know, players around the league or, you know, players who had played with him. Like, um, I think it was, I think it was Lou Williams said that one time they, they got blown out by, they got blown out by Portland and Kobe, obviously all the players were wearing Kobe shoes. And after the game, like they're in the locker room and he took all their shoes away from him. Um, he was like, you basically like you guys played like you guys played like shit. Like, give me your shoes. Like, you don't deserve to wear these shoes. And like, that's totally like a Kobe thing to do. Um, and then obviously, it's hard knowing that like he his daughter was with him. And then I I think about not just him, but like the other parents that were on that helicopter with their kids. You know, like that's got to be such a like an awful feeling, like knowing knowing that they were going to crash and potentially like you know there was no way they could survive maybe but like you could not protect like your kid like i i know we mean you like we're not parents you know but i know you have you know your nieces and nephews um you know and i have my little sisters so imagine like us being in that that situation with you know the nieces and nephews and feeling how helpless we'd be but like on like a different level you know with their own kids um so that kind of so that kind of got to me. Um yeah, I and I think that's kind of why it it blew up. I don't want to say blew up cuz it, it would have been a big deal, but I think once we found out his daughter was on that plane, I think everybody in their life looked in inside and was like, what if that was me with somebody that I loved? Like knowing that you can't protect them when you always said you would. I think hits everybody hard. Yeah. And I, I think that's really why it, it, it became bigger, uh, more of a global, I mean, I, I won't say global story, but it would have been a global story, but it, it, it reached outside of sports. Yeah. Like, well, like, I, I think it, I think it touched a, a few more people, you know, right. because of the fact of, you know, the situation of, you know, I, yeah, I get what you're saying. And, and I think, the shock that most people felt was because Kobe almost always seemed invincible. Yeah. 
like he always said, he always acted like no matter what the challenge was, no matter what was facing him, he would overcome it. Yeah. And then he could, and then, you know, and then it was something that he couldn't overcome. And I think no one ever thought this would happen. Right. You, you know, I mean, I mean, that's, that's weird to say, but everyone just thought he was going to just do whatever he wanted to do for the rest of, like he was going to be able to overcome anything the rest of his life. Like, right. Cause that's kind of the way he was. That's everybody talks about the Mamba mentality. And that, that's kind of what it was. That's kind of what the way he lived his life. Yeah. And, 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 and that, that's kind of what I've, I've been in awe over him the last couple of days. It's not just the basketball players that love him. You know, Neymar, you know, he was, he, 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 you know, had a dedication to him. Roger Federer, Novak Djokovic, you know, all these guys at the Australian Open. Like his, his, his mindset, the way, what he passed on to sports, not just basketball, was the attitude that so many other athletes have, have now braced, have now embraced. And, you know, it, that's, that, I don't, you know, as much as I love Jordan, I don't know if he could say, if, if, if I could say that was true about him. There was something um, about Kobe that these athletes loved. Yeah. And, and, um, I, and I, I don't know if it was just because he sort of came alive and he was the biggest star of the social media age. Like, there was no social media when Jordan played. You know what I'm saying? Like, is Kobe the first athlete that really, you know, he, is he the athlete of the social media age? Like yeah. is, is is that why his legacy has just grown so much? Because of I think that? so. I think so, and I think it it has to do with the fact that like, you know, he was in he was in one place his whole life. Um, it was like, I mean, he he was, I, I mean, arguably, I th- like he was the best, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, I think it had to do with that, like that mentality that he had, you know, that, that Mamba mentality. And that's what, and you could, you could translate that sort of mentality to, to everything, you know, not mm-hmm. just sports. It was, you could use that for, you know, for business, for, you know, wh- whatever, whatever else you do in life, you could use that, like all his quotes, you know, reading all his quotes and stuff like, you know, you could use that sort of mentality for, for everything. Um and yeah, maybe like, yeah, like social media, you know, like helped and stuff. But then you look at, I mean, you look at someone like LeBron, LeBron is in that social media era. And I don't think LeBron's close, you know, um, in terms like, of making, in terms of like that social media, like impact, you know what I mean? Um, no, and I think you were right. It has to, a lot to do with the, the one city, the city he played in, the second biggest city in, in our country, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world. Uh, an, an iconic franchise known around the globe. Um, I think that's that had to do with it. And I th- um, and I think too, like, okay, like when Jordan when Jordan was in the league, it was like Jordan, and then like everybody else below him. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was the same for Kobe. It was Kobe was in the league. He's at the top of the league, and then there's everyone else below him. I don't think that's the same for like the generation of basketball players now because. You know, there's been one, there's been years where it's like, cool, like James Harden's been, you know, number one in the league or Durant has been the number one player. And then LeBron's been like, there's kind of been that, 
that kind of like switch. There hasn't been that that dominance that there was with Jordan and Kobe. I'm not trying to turn this into, you know, a comparison mm-hmm. conversation, but I think that has a huge impact too, to be able to be so, excuse me, to be, to be able to be so dominant in your sport. Um, mm-hmm. And even to hear like Steve Nash talk about like being able to play against Kobe, you know, and never, no, you know, never beat him. But the fact that like he was happy with the fact that, you know, they still got to play against each other and to play mm-hmm. against that sort of like intensity. Um, There's a couple of stories um, I think his name is Jay Williams. Mm-hmm. I think um, he was basically saying that the you know there was one game and you know like say like the, the I think the game was at like seven. So he's like, oh, I'm gonna go to the gym early. I'll go to the place and start shooting around. I'll practice for like an hour. And he said he shows up and Kobe was already there. You know, Kobe was already shooting around. And when he got there, Kobe was you know dripping sweat. So he practices for an hour. And he finishes and Kobe was still going, you know, Kobe kept shooting around for another like 20, 30 minutes, you know, and then they don't say anything to each other. They go to the game and Kobe puts up like 40 something points on them. And then after the game, he asks Kobe like, Hey, like how, like, why were you practicing so long? Like, what's the deal? And he's like, and Kobe basically said like, I was done with practice and I saw you come in, but <laughs> I had to, I had to show you that I could outwork you. And it's like, dude, like that. Nobody has that kind of mentality, man. Like, only someone who's like almost like sick in the head, right? Like, <laughs> to be able to have that mentality of like, well, you know what? I got to practice for another hour and a half to show this guy that uh-huh. he's he's nowhere close. Um, yeah, and I and I think that's the whole mama mentality. And and the thing that 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 saddens me and made me appreciate him more was he started to do that with other projects. Yeah. Like it seemed like he was doing that with being a dad. Like that's, he was putting everything into being a dad. And then, you know, he said he was going to win an Oscar after he retired. He did like, a, like two year, like a year or two after he did, like he had all these things that he just, he, whatever he set his mind to, he, he was going to do. Yeah. And, and, he- and, you know, maybe, you know, we all know the other, the other, you know, there's another side to Kobe that people are, trying to not mention but you know obviously it's the the thing that happened in Colorado right and and look we nobody was there we don't really know we know what happened we know the trial we know the settlement and all that but it seemed like that you know made him a, I don't want to say made him a better person but that it seemed like that changed him you know it it seemed like he became more of a family man he, it, it I don't know it, it just seemed like he was a better person afterwards yeah, like, I mean, you know? and like, and yeah, like you said, like, we don't know, you know, we don't know the truth of what happened. And I'm not gonna, I, some people, you know, try and bring up, oh, you know, the bad side of that. Um, but yeah, I think that that was a huge, like, turning point in, in his career, um, not just professionally, but like, personally. Um, but yeah, I, I do agree with that. I love hearing like all the stories about like how proud he was that he had, you know, all girls and like what he was doing for, you know, women's sports and things like that. You know, like it's it's huge. Um, yeah, taking that mentality and putting it to every, everything that he did in life. Um, I mean, my not that I have a favorite moment, but the one that always like sticks out to me is the fact that he tore his Achilles 
shot two free throws and then walked himself off the court. Like that, that moment I think is like the epitome of Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like other than that. And I mean, I'm so I'm, I feel grateful to be able to say that, you know, like I got to like, I never got to see him in person, but you know, I got to watch all his, you know, the finals and, you know, things like that. I got to watch his, I made sure to watch his last game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely weird. It definitely, it definitely feels that like LA lost like a father or something. It's, it's, it's been, it's been pretty, it's been pretty strange. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was surprised at how much, like I, I always thought of magic was like the Laker. But I don't know if that's true anymore. Like, I, I don't know if it was because he was taken early, Kobe was taken early, and, you know, we, we don't know what happened, you know. But it, it seems like it, it just – it's – everybody is just so profoundly sad in that whole city. I, I, you know, you know a lot of my friends live there. I have a lot of people there. And it, it, it's so it's, – I never – I don't know if I remember a city being so affected by a sports athlete's death. Yeah. You know, I, I wasn't around for when Clemente died, you know, for in Pitt, if Pittsburgh was like this. And obviously we didn't have social media back then. So, but I, you know, I wonder if there was another city like this, you know, that had a sports figure die that sort of represented the city so much. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think so. And I think a part of it, like you said, a part of it is the fact that like, it was such like, I mean, it was an accident. It was unexpected. It was you know, so maybe that has a huge impact on how people are handling it. You know, it's not like he was, he was sick and, you know, you're a little prepared for it. So I think it's uh-huh. a, uh, it's a, an accumulation of, of everything of the, of the whole situation. So. And, and um, I know, I know Friday, their first game is going to be, I mean, I don't know how it's, it's going to be, it's going to be super hard to watch. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the 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 one positive that I said, you know, I've I've told a couple people is, um, I mean, Kobe mentored so many young players in the NBA, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think, I mean, we're not even halfway through the NBA season. I know All Star Weekend's coming up, um, but I think, I think we're gonna see some crazy shit before the season's over. Um, I think we're gonna see some players put up some crazy numbers um i think if if you're the rest of the league i think you should be pretty like terrified of what <laughs> lebron's gonna do i i had i agree i think i, yeah, I this, think i mean i was pretty sure lakers pretty sure lakers were going to the finals and we're gonna win this year anyway but i think it's yeah i think it's pretty guaranteed and yeah if 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 you're the rest of the league i would be scared of that man for sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, yeah, I would agree. But all right. So enough, um, not like enough with that, but moving on, I don't want to like, I don't want to sound insensitive, but yeah, we'll move. I feel like we could talk about this, you know, all day, but yeah. Um, so we have uh super bowl this weekend, uh, this Sunday, um, I haven't really, I mean, I haven't really been watching a lot of 
you know, TV, and I feel like a lot of the TV anyway is is has been about Kobe. So I haven't really watched much about um like this matchup, but just from what I've seen uh, through the season and through playoffs, um, vision on who I have winning. Um, I know we have, you know, collectively we have quite a few uh, 49er fans um, in uh, in our group of friends, mm-hmm. but I am not picking the 49ers to win. Yeah, this, this, this Super Bowl coverage has been very odd because of the Kobe thing. Um, usually this whole week starting Monday is, is nonstop Super Bowl coverage on all the shows, all the, you know. And with this, with Kobe thing, it, it's sort of taken a backseat. Like, I almost forgot the other day. I was like, when is the Super Bowl? Like, I, even me who loves, you know, it's a sport guy. I, I was, was overtaken with the Kobe thing. And I totally forgot that it was just, it was this Sunday. Um, right. So yeah, it, it's been weird. Um, it, it's been weird for that you know because of that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to the game on Sunday. Um, I, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not picking them. The 49ers to win either. Um, I think the Chiefs are a better team. Um, I think it'd be nice to see Andy Reid go to the Super Bowl. Um, I think he's been sort of an underrated coach for years, and I, I think this is a perfect time for him to get one. Um, I, I just think they're a better all-around team. Um, I'm not saying the 49ers can't win. I think they obviously could. You know, they're a very good team, especially their defense. But I, I think the Chiefs are going to score too many points uh, for the 49ers to keep up. Do you do you think it's close? Do you think we, we do you think we have a close game or no? I mean, I think it's going to be close for a little bit. I could even see maybe the 49ers being up by maybe three and a half. But I think at the, in the end, the speed is just going to wear out the 49ers secondary. And I think Chiefs will probably win by 12, somewhere in that range. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm kind of on board with that. I mean, I could see, I could definitely see both teams winning. Um, but when you kind of put, put everything together, I mean, I'd rather have the ball in Mahomes' hands than Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the Niners can rely on their run game when the Chiefs literally shut down Derrick Henry, who was putting up 200-plus yards in previous games, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it might, yeah, I think it might be close a little bit, but I think once, once it kind of settles down, I, I think the Chiefs take over. Agreed. So, all right. Well, cool. That was it. That was quick. Yep. <laughs> it's nice and easy. Um, all right. So let's move on. Um, so we are talking about The Office. Um, the Office has been my favorite TV show for years. Um, now, did, did you watch don't... it? Did you watch it when it was originally on? Or um, did I you watched, pick it up later? I watched some of it when it was originally on. Um, mm-hmm. my dad, my dad had was like, Oh, Hey, like there's a show, the office, like you should watch it. This, this, and this. Um, but I didn't go back and actually start watching it. I think until maybe like 2008, I okay. think. Um, and now, for, Oh, go ahead. Now for me, I've only been watching it for a few years. Um, 
I never watched it when it was on. Um, I've had friends, you, our friend Rick, my wife, tell me how good the show, how great the show was. And because I love Parks and Rec and it's the same guy, I should watch The Office. But everybody kept telling me, get through the first like season and a half and then it gets good. And my mind was always like, I don't want to watch the whole uh, season and a half just for it to start to get good. That seems like a lot of work. Um, but I did. And, and now I, I really love it. Um, it's maybe my third or fourth favorite sitcom ever. Um, maybe second. Um, and I know you, I know I, I saw as of last week, I had not finished the show. I had never gotten past halfway through season eight because I did. Once Michael left, I felt I found the show very hard to watch. Um, but I made it through just today. Was I finished? I watched the finale today. Oh, cool! So I have watched all the way through now. Um, <clears throat> still don't like the second, the the eighth and ninth season very much, but there are a few funny parts in it. Okay, yeah i I purposely didn't pick. I didn't. I didn't know you were going to watch it, so I didn't pick episodes from you know the later seasons. Um, mm-hmm. But we can definitely we can definitely talk about like your like your favorite funny bits from those seasons for sure. Um, I've I watched the show. I watch it every day. Um, mm-hmm. And this isn't an exaggeration for anybody. Um, I've watched the show every day since about at least the last like 10 years. Um, and I'll watch like an episode or two before I go to bed. I never watched past Michael leaving for a long mm-hmm. time. It's not exactly how you did up until maybe like, four five years ago mm-hmm. um and then i finally got through that little struggle of a bit and then and then i, I and then i finished it all um mm-hmm. so um i can't okay so we were supposed to put you know pick our top 10 favorite episodes <laughs> um i wrote down some of my favorite episodes but i i don't have a favorite episode like i don't I can't. I can't put them into numbers, so I didn't do that. But I, I do have some of my favorite episodes. <laughs> well, I did because that's what we were supposed to do. Right, right, right. No, no, no. So, I, I figured. I figured you did. It's just. It's. It's really hard. Um, but yeah. So I'll. I'll have you. I'll have you start, and then we'll see how how they if if we have any of the any of the same one. I was gonna say, do you? How many do you think will have the same episodes? Um, maybe like three. I feel like our humor is a little different. Um, okay. And I might find a few things uh, a little different. Well, I know what's going to happen. We're going to have the exact same episodes. Everybody's going to be like, you guys say you argue all the time, and oh, we're going to have the exact same episodes. Uh, well, I hope <laughs> you don't. But let's get into it. So my number 10 okay. is from season three, episode three, and it's the coup. Okay. When, when Dwight goes behind Michael's back. Um. To try to get the to buy, try to be the manager of the office, Angela right. kind of pushes him to it. Yeah. Um, is this one of your favorites? No, this isn't on my list. Okay. Um, after, you know, it has uh, you know, one of my you know, obviously one of the I think one of the most iconic lines from the show, which is the entourage, entourage, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> The hug it out bitch part, which is what you said do that I used to do on on Entourage. 
uh, you know, kind of right. incorporating that in the whole episode. Um, but when Michael finds out that Dwight is going behind his back and comes back to the office, it, it's just freaking hilarious. Um, I think it. I think it's 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 interesting because as much as Jan and Michael's like relationship is so like up mm-hmm. and down, she like had his back mm-hmm. in a way of basically like, hey, like this fool Dwight is trying to take your job. You need to get your you need to get your shit in mm-hmm. line and and handle this. Um, I like the fact that Dwight knows like what kind <laughs> of you know what kind of shops that she likes to go to and like earrings and she's like. This isn't part of your job. He goes, yes, yes. it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I I like that, and it it shows kind of how how easily, almost like as as independent as Dwight is, it shows how easily influenced he is by the ones that he does care about. Um, how Angela is able to basically like, hey, like you need to do this, mm-hmm. like push and do this, and they're not even like boyfriend girlfriend right you know um or so we think right. you know so um yeah okay it's 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 a, it's a good episode i like all it. right moving on my number nine episode is season six episode 13 secret santa oh i don't have that one either where, Fuck, that's such a good one yeah too. where <laughs> where phyllis where jim allows phyllis to be santa which enra- enrages Michael to the point he takes off his Santa hat, puts it into the punch, and then proceeds to turn himself into Santa, or I'm sorry, into Jesus, yeah. and take over the karaoke machine, trashing everyone's gifts to each other. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it's... and. I love when he's dressed as Jesus and he calls David Lawless. <laughs> and he goes, guess who, I, guess who I'm dressed as? He goes, I'm not guessing. Just tell me. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't believe, I can't believe it, it, it made him. I mean, I mean, I can't believe it because Michael is that is that person. But yeah, it really, it really upset him. Um, and I love the scene where is it where he's where he's trying to grab Ryan. And he's all come sit on my yes. come sit on my lap because because Mike because Ryan is in charge of taking photos with Phyllis. He's the yeah. photographer. Um, so there is one line that would never make. So I always like going back and watching sitcoms, even even sitcoms that are in the last like ten or fifteen years. And there's lines that you're like, wow, that would never pass today. Like that would never. Oh yeah, and I mean. W- well, the office is full of them. Well, this one has one, which is what he calls her tranny claws. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would never make it past the censors today. Like, there was no way that would ever make air. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, so that's my number nine. Um, okay. My number eight, season six, episode seven, The Lover. Oh, I just watched this one last night. So this is... <laughs> Obviously, where Michael is, da- uh, Jim and Pam come back from their honeymoon, and Michael is dating Pam's mom, Helene. Helene, <laughs> and the the fact that he tells Jim first, and Jim has to sort of get around not telling Pam 
while Michael's trying to break up with her. But uh, uh, Pam will not allow it. But from Ford knowing who it is is yeah. is is hilarious. The scene where where they're in the office and in Michael's office and she, Pam's basically telling him not to break up with her. And then when Michael slowly, slowly starts to give clues on who it is, and then she realizes it <laughs> without him saying and runs out of the office screaming no, is it, just, it's great. Yeah. And, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a good one. I, it's, I like when he's telling Jim and Jim like <laughs> at first like thinks he's joking. Yeah. And he's like, oh no, like what she what does he say? Oh, she drives a, a green Corolla Wiggles. and the seats go all the way down. And he starts banging the table. And then Toby walks in and oh, yells yes. at Toby. Oh, Jim, damn it, Toby. <laughs> yes. The one time that Jim loses it with Toby. That's <laughs> and Michael's like, Yeah, get out of here, idiot. Like, you yeah. it's always Michael giving Toby shit. And the one time that Jim's stressed about this, he, he oh, that's that's so funny. And then, yeah. and then the fact of he gets the call from the mom crying when they're all in the conference room having oh, a meeting. Oh, God. And everybody turns on Michael for dating and then turns on Pam and congratulating Michael is great. Yeah. And then when she tells Oscar, how would you like it if Michael was dating your mom? You go, my mom's in a wheelchair. <laughs> and he goes, and she goes, still. Like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> she's so mad. Um, oh, that's right. a good one. So moving on, number seven for me is season four, episode nine. Dinner party. Ooh, we finally have one. Okay. Now um, this... Now, from what I could see, this is sort of a either people find it cringeworthy or hilarious. Oh, it's both. For me, I don't find it cringy. I find it hilarious. Oh, I think from, it's cringefully. I think it's cringefully hilarious. <laughs> I, I I think it's great. I think it's I think it shows just how un- dysfunctional this relationship has always been. In 22 minutes. Yeah. You know, you go from her having an office and a workspace and how annoyed Jim is at, or sorry, how annoyed Pam is that she has both. And then him being so happy with how big his TV is, his plasma. Oh, God. There's, it's so, and then the fact that he sleeps on the ottoman at the end of the bed. Yeah. To the the whole Hunter song. It, it's so great. And then her making fun of him for running into the screen door thinking it's the it was the ice cream truck. Ugh. Like there's <laughs> so many good moments in the show. Yeah. And then I think what once you think it can't get any better and then Dwight shows up. Yes. And then it gets even worse. I love the fact that they get there and it's like seven o'clock and dinner won't be ready for like four hours. Um, and the fact that like Michael thinks that Jan's trying to poison him <laughs> and the fact that after every sentence they say babe all the time. 
Even, no matter how um, angry they are, no matter how angry they are. Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> it's so and the fa- and then and then they're in the garage and he's trying to get he's trying to get Andy and Dwight to invest in Serenity with Jan. Yes. To, to, yeah, it's 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 actually the second it's the second episode I wrote down on my list. Okay. Um, it's it's really good. It's really good. And then and, and then the episode ends with Jan crying, thinking that she's gonna get arrested. That he's gonna that Michael's gonna get arrested. <laughs> right. Um, it, it, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that one. Um. So then my seventh is actually, oh, I'm sorry, the sixth is actually the episode before that, the deposition, oh. where, where Michael is the witness or the, the, I guess, witness for Jan's discrimination lawsuit against Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. And I like this episode so much because it shows how truthful Michael is. Like it shows how genuine he is. Yeah. Where he goes in wanting to represent his girlfriend and stick up for her, but then realizing she was, uh, playing him the whole time. Right. And the fact that he has a genuine, genuine friendship with, with, um, um, bring up what's a, David Wallace, you mm-hmm. know what he how how appreciative he he is that David Wallace says he's a good guy. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It, I feel like the the show does a really good job of taking you from one side of things to where like God, Michael's such an idiot. How could he treat them like this? And then this, where you really you really feel for the guy, um, mm-hmm. because. He didn't, he wasn't asked to be put in that position, you know? And like you said, like he wants to do the right thing and, you know, protect it, you know, not protect, but like defend his girlfriend. Um, and then, yeah, it, that one, it, it's, I, I feel bad for him because like they both kind of like pin things against him. Um, mm-hmm. And then you find out that, yeah, like he wasn't even um, a real, a real candidate for, the corporate job and Jan is just playing him the whole time. Um, well, e- even the fact that he was never re- a choice of David Wallace's for her, he still did the right thing. Yeah. By saying he didn't feel disrespected. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was, it shows the, the good parts of Michael Scott. Yeah. Um, and then, but the, my, my, you know, the funniest part of when he, a couple of parts that I think are funny is one, he actually has, he's starting to have lunch with Toby and Toby's yeah. trying to, <laughs> trying to bond with him and just push his food on, off the, off the table onto the ground. Yeah. Kobe, <laughs> poor, poor Toby's telling him about his parents' divorce. Right. And he just pushes his lunch on the floor. <laughs> like it shows the other side of Michael Scott. And then the, um, but that's what she said. Yeah. And then them trying to figure it out, run, run it back from the, the court stenographer and everything. Yeah. It, it's uh, just, there's so much funny parts in that. Yeah. So then moving on to my number five is in season three. Now, I think, I believe this is a two-parter. Now, I don't know. 
I know some of them are two-parters, but because I watch it all on Netflix, I never watched the show. I wasn't aware that some of these were like double episodes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So this one from my number five, I'm having to put them both on there, and it's a Benny Hanna Christmas. Oh, okay. Um, where, 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 uh, um, Andy takes Michael to what Michael calls Asian Hooters to try to get over his breakup with Carol. Yeah. So on, yeah. So Netflix, this Netflix has it just as one episode. Um, right. So I don't know when it aired, maybe it was like a special because it, it is a, a 42 minute episode. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't, obviously I didn't watch it when it first aired. So I don't know if it was, um, uh, so I, I think it was, I think it was two back-to-back episodes because okay. I saw it on comedy Central's runs it now. And I believe right. there's a, in the middle, there's a to be continued. Oh, I, I see. I can't see. remember when now it says when it says that. Gotcha. Um, um Yes, it's uh. Is that on my list? No, it's not on my list. But it, yeah, the episode. Okay, tell me why you like. Sorry, tell me why so, you like the episode. I think both parts are great. Before they get back, before you know, at, when they're at Benihana's and when they're back at the office, the the fact that Dwight had to sit separate from them, um, and the fact that Jim vowed he wasn't going to make this was. I think this was Jim's like first episode back in the office in this in the Scranton office. And he didn't want to play pranks on, on Dwight, but all he does the whole time at Benny Hanna's is played tricks on, on, on Dwight. You know, when it comes to telling Dwight that the waitress has narcolepsy or that she's telling them how to slaughter a goose. Yeah. <laughs> when she's just describing her perfect house. Like, yeah. It's so great. And then he realizes, okay, yes, I am messing with Dwight and I can still do that. Uh, which, you know, comes around at the end of the episode. Uh, and then they come back to the office with the, with two of the waitresses. Um, and then he, Michael can't remember which one he's with. Such, to... such, I mean, obviously the fact that like he's drunk, but like such a racist thing too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because well, they're both, I mean, just cause they're both Asian and they don't even right. look alike. Well, here's the, here's the other thing. It's the, the different waitresses from the restaurant to the ones they bring back. Oh yeah, completely different. <laughs> so, and then, but yes, the fact that I don't know if that would fly today either. That's one of those, you know, would it be okay for him to not realize that the two Asian ladies don't look alike? Yeah, isn't isn't one of the was one of the ones that he brings one of the ones that comes back to the office? Isn't she in Parks and Rec? Uh, I, don't I know. think a... I think the one that he. Okay, you know the one that he gives the bike to? Uh-huh. I think that is oh, that's, ben, okay. that's ben Wyatt's dad's yes. girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I never – I just put that together. You're 100% right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, anyway, anyway, sorry. And then, and, then he, and then he marks her arm <laughs> to remember who she is. The, the best, I think, in that episode is when he's sitting, he's sitting on the couch with Jim – Telling Jim that he's in love and all this other shit, and Jim's like, "No, you're not. No, you're not." Right. And then he finally admits, like, "Oh, like I put a mark on her arm," and they kind of just like have a laugh about it, and like that—that's it. Um, well, 
but this is also a good episode because it's 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 um Karen and and Pam team up together to try to um make a worse or make a better holiday party than Angela. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, there's so much going on in this episode. Yeah, there yeah, there is. So it's 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 so good. Um so then my number four is from season two, episode twenty, drug testing. Oh, when he goes to the Alicia Keys concert. Yes, this is when, when Dwight finds a joint in the off in the parking lot <laughs> and has to find out whose it is. My okay, so what what one of my favorite scenes in this is when he's interviewing everyone in the office. Uh-huh. And he shows he and he's showing them <laughs> a picture of weed. You know, yes. it's a picture of like marijuana plants. And he asks Creed, he goes, Oh, what is this? And he goes, Oh, <laughs> it's Northern Northern Lights Northern Lights uh cannabis Indigo, or some or yes. indica, whatever. And he goes, No. Like all disappointed. <laughs> and I'm like, it's so good. Because it shows how little he knows yeah. about what he's doing. Yeah. And then when he gets on Mar- uh when he gets on um Kevin. No. Oh, Kevin, too. Yes, for being slow and dull. And then he gets on um, Phyllis because he asks what it is, and she knows. And he goes, how do you know that? And she goes, it's labeled. Because he wrote wrote what it was on the picture. (laughs) And then the classic Jim Jim turnaround. Oh, yeah. Saying no, Dwight told him he was going to interview him. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and then his face at the end of that like the white stud face into that is hilarious yeah um my my thing with that is you know so they bring it so he brings in you know the the drug tester uh-huh. um <laughs> and the way that he says oh you know like oh you know do you remember me this is this, this oh you know like i i peed green and she goes oh yeah she goes how are you and it's and it's weird because at first, it I get two different sides of it. I've watched it so much that I've gotten two sides of it. Of like it, the how are you is like a concerned how are you, right? And then the how are you is like an impressed like oh yeah I do remember that like how are you? Right. And I'm like why the hell did he pee green? Well, that's the thing that that's the funny part is they never ever give any reason why he would pee green. Yeah, there's so, yeah there's so many little things. I mean, throughout all the seasons, throughout the whole show. That they do little things like that, and you're like, "What the hell does that even mean?" <laughs> right? You know. And then, and then the fact that Ryan hates his job so much there that he asks her if they have any openings because <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to get out of the office so bad. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And then I really like that it, you know, it shows uh, Dwight's loyalty to, to Michael. Yeah. That he would, and then he goes to the police station to give back his uniform. <laughs> Because he broke the code for Michael. Because he takes being a volunteer sheriff so seriously. Yeah, that he can't even help his friend out. Yeah. He has to give his post up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so moving on to my top three. My number three is season four, episode one. I believe this might be a double episode as well, but it's Fun Run. This This is where Pam and... Jim finally admits to dating. Yeah. And it's just, it's the culmination of everyone wanting it for three seasons. 
you know, after the kisses and, you know, things like that. That And the fact that they don't, the fact that they, the camera crew has to figure it out, it, it's so good. It adds to the mockumentary or documentary uh, aspect of the show. Yeah, how they catch them driving away in one car and they, they pull them into the, the conference room to, like, show them the clip of, like, right. hey, like, what is this? Right. Like, it, it's so good because it, it no one, you don't really see it coming, you know? And, and then the fact that Kevin's trying so hard to figure it out and can't. <laughs> and is so relieved at the end, so happy that he was right. Yeah. When, he, when they do tell everybody. Um, and I like, I love the fun run, the whole aspect of, of that. Um, the fact that Michael hits Phyllis with her car, with his, with his car. Not Phyllis, Meredith. Sorry. Meredith with the car. And there's that whole storyline with her getting rabies and him being vindicated after being attacked by everybody for running over her. Being yeah. able to say, look, I saved her life is the most Michael Scott thing ever. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's an interesting episode because you, you, get, you get finally the relationship that you'd always wanted, like you said, we, you know, with Jim and Pam. Mm-hmm. But then you get the end of a relationship that we really know nothing about with Dwight and Angela because he kills Sprinkles. Oh, right, that, right. I forgot this is the episode. Right, I was going to bring that up too. Yes, this is where he kills Sprinkles in the fridge because she doesn't uh, provide anything. Yeah. Because he feels he feels because he's a farmer, and the, and her, he doesn't feel her quality of life is good, so he kills Mary, or he kills Angela's cat, which is sort of the end of that relationship for a while. Yeah, which it's, it's, I mean, it's, which is it's which is a relationship. Thing... Yeah, which is a relationship we really know nothing about, right? You know, because it's been you know so secretive and right. There's just so much things going on in the episode. It's great. And then, can't could if you're could you do you know the whole name of the uh what Pam answers the phone with where they're at the run? Oh, it's the um. <laughs> I was going to write down. It's it's, it's it's the Michael like, Scott. It's, it's the Michael. It's the Michael Scott celebrity. Something that's pro, there's a pro am in there, and then fun run, and then it right. ends with and it ends with for the for cure. the cure right. <laughs> I, I love the scene when Ryan calls the office, and and it, no one's there, and you hear the whole voicemail, yes. yes, and the look on his face is just so like upset, <laughs> and then, and then. Creed going up to register and saying he's over 75 <laughs> that they didn't yeah. know. And then and then uh, Michael carb loading a minute oh before my... the race starts with the fettuccine Alfredo. Oh god. And Andy just... and, and and Andy's bleeding nipples. Yes. And and then the fact that, that he put uh, that thing in Toby's drink so he doesn't have to go to the bathroom when he went when he meant to put the the X lax in there, so he does go to the bathroom, and Toby wins anyways. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's so good. Okay, yeah. my so then my number two is from season two, episode ten, and it's the Christmas party. 
The one oh, of those the first, Christ- the first Christmas, the very party. first Christmas party with the video iPod. Oh God! The 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 one of the cringiest episodes in the in the whole series. Um, the fact that Michael spends three hundred dollars, part of the bonus he got for firing um, Devin, Devin on a video iPod because he wanted to show off to everybody in the office. When it was supposed to be a what twenty five dollar limit? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was something like that. And it also is the the more of the Jim flirting with Pam when he gets her the teapot with all of their inside jokes inside. Yeah, you know, I I really love that part. The and, and the note that he ends up not giving her to tell her how he feels. It's right. one of those those sad rooting for Jim. Or rooting for them to get together, you know, in the early season that does that doesn't happen, right? Um, and then just Mike Michael being so upset with Phyllis's gift to him of oh, the fucking oven, the oven mitt, and then getting mad at Dwight for the paintball lessons. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's so good, and then the, and then just the the character development of all the characters with. Angela liking the the posters with kids in adult situations. The the fact that so so creepy. The fact that Creed just gets the uh a jacket out of his closet for for Jim. Yeah. Like there's just so much character stuff that it's great. Yeah, it's a good episode. And then so then moving on my number one, season two, episode twelve. The injury. This <laughs> this is by far the episode that I watched the most. Really, and I love it. The 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 Michael burning calling Pam, trying to get her to come, not wanting Dwight for some reason. Uh, them not caring about him burning his foot. Then Dwight crashing on the way, getting the concussion. Uh, them coming back into the office, them still not caring. Michael yelling at everyone for burning his foot. You know, he wants Ryan to help him off the toilet. He wants Ryan to put butter on his foot. <laughs> and then having to take them to the emergency room and uh, t- taking um, Dwight to the emergency room for the concussion, but trying to fe- act like his foot is worse than his, than Dwight's head. And it's is 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 this the only Dwight? That's what she said, or is there other ones? Yes, I think this is the only. This is the only one. There might be another one. And wait, hold on. There might be another one in, one in the coup. Isn't isn't it where when Michael's mad at Dwight? Either way, either way, there's only a couple of Dwight's. That's what she said, and this is he says it in the doctor's office. And Mike gets mad. Michael gets mad for telling for saying it. <laughs> And the doctor giggles. I I love when they're when they're on their when they're when they're about to leave for the um for the hospital. Uh-huh. Michael calls shotgun. Yes, and he's like, "Oh, shouldn't you shouldn't you sit in the back with shouldn't you sit in the back with Dwight?" And then it cuts to you know the the interviews, the talking head, and it's Michael, and he goes, "Yeah, he goes, yeah, basically, like, don't doesn't he understand like the rules of shotgun? Like, <laughs> right. you know, the first person is like, he just doesn't get it." 
Like this is this is one of the my favorite Dwight lines when they're in the car and Michael tells him to put the alcohol down or he's gonna fire him. And Dwight <laughs> goes, You can't fire me, I don't work in this van. Like it's so good. Oh. Um yeah, that's <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I I like that one. All right, so that, those are my top ten. Okay, so like I said, I didn't I didn't number mine. Mm-hmm. Um I have a few so like you said, you know, you have your favorite one of your favorite Dwight lines. Um one of mine comes from I really like and they're not they're not a three part episode, but I really like the Michael Scott paper company. Yes. Um, and I know that kind of goes in like three parts because you have My School Scott Paper Company and then the two episodes that follow it are Heavy Competition and When the Michael Scott Paper Company Goes Broke. Broke, um, right. But I really like when Michael Scott goes after Dwight's biggest client. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> and when Dwight's, when Dwight's racing over there to see Mr. Schofield <laughs> and he's... Michael's saying, you know, Dwight's, you know, little speech. Right. And one of my favorite lines is <laughs> when Dwight's yelling at the phone and he's all, what do you mean? Did you invent paper? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's so good. I like um, that. I like that the, after Dwight says, tells him about his gay son. Oh God. And Michael is describing the camera, what all the things says. Yeah, all the and colors it, basically mean no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, oh, if it's highlighted green, it means go ahead and don't talk about it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, so of, those, of those three episodes, my favorite would be Broke. I like when, when he's negotiating. Yeah, and then the fact that Ryan thinks that he's going to get all the money. <laughs> yes. Like... <laughs> That he's gonna get the thirty thousand dollars or whatever it is. Yes. Um. Yeah. Okay. So mine that I have, I don't. I didn't write what seasons they were. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of them is money. When Jan basically is spending all of Michael's money, and he can't say anything about it. Right. Um. And he basically has to declare bankruptcy. <laughs> and comes comes out of the comes out of the kitchen to declare bankruptcy to the entire yes. office. Yes. Um if only things were that easy, um it would be it would it would make things a lot easier. If you could literally just say, you know, I declare bankruptcy and all your problems go away. Yes. That'd be great. Um but I also like this one because Jim and Pam spend the night at Shroot Farms at the oh, Airbnb. Yes. Or not the Airbnb, the bed and breakfast yes. or whatever it is. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, you, you definitely get to see like both, both sides of it. Um, I, I, you feel bad for Dwight because he wakes up in the middle of the night and Dwight's howling like a ghost Yes, and he's crying um, because of Angela, um, yeah, I, 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 I like, I like the whole episode. I think it's, I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty like, solid episode. I like when Pam gets up oh. and she looks out because of the banging. Oh, on and the, she looks on the out, Mo, Yes, and Mo is just sitting out in the outside, on the outhouse with the door flopping open. 
Oh my god. Um, another one I have is uh, I actually just watched this one last night. Is um, murder. Um, it's when basically Dunder Mifflin is going bankrupt, and to take everyone's mind off of things, Michael plays that like that clue game. Yes. Um, and I really like that because it has one of my it has one of my favorite Kevin lines in when Andy is doing the Savannah accent. And, you know, he's saying, oh, you know, it should kind of sound like molasses. You know, this is and this, right? Mm-hmm. And Kevin goes, oh, now do Swedish chef. He goes, oh, I'm, I'm not sure what province he's from. And Kevin goes, he's from Sesame Street, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, there's so many sides. There's the two sides of that of like, okay, like, why after doing accents, why did Kevin want Swedish chef? Right. And then how does Andy know, not know the who Swedish chef is right um yeah i like i i like that one a lot um because you when when jim finally snaps at michael you see that 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 caring side of michael that hey like i'm doing this for them like this isn't about me right now this isn't about you this is about just making them happy and getting their mind off of the fact that we might not have jobs um right you know so that's that's a another another like caring side of Michael that you get to mm-hmm. see. Um, a classic for me is Threat Level Midnight. Yeah, that that's a really good one. Um, if you haven't, NBC released the whole movie mm-hmm. on on YouTube, um, and you should really just watch the whole movie. Okay, because <laughs> it's it's really good. Let's see. I have Diversity Day. Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, very cringy, and like you said, another like racy yeah. kind of one that I don't think that if that was on TV today, we could get away with. Um, because that one is pretty uh, pretty risque. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one. Another one of my favorites is uh, the Booze Cruise. Um, when he basically take he takes them on a booze cruise, but it's in the middle of basically in the middle of winter, so everybody's freezing. <laughs> um, and this is where we see uh, what's his name? Tom uh, Tom Riggle is that his name? Rob Riggle. Oh, Rob Riggle. Who's Tom Riggle? No idea. <laughs> Maybe his brother. Um, <laughs> yeah, we yeah, yeah we see Rob Riggle. Um. And he's a he's the, <laughs> you just you just see the uh, I don't even know how to describe it the petition to be like the captain between the actual captain of the ship and then Michael who thinks that he's also the captain of the ship right um, it's I mean it's extremely cringy especially when he does his interpretive dance <laughs> and it's just yeah that one's. That one's pretty bad. Um, for me, for me, is, is the favorite is when um, when Rob gets annoyed. Rob Riddle gets annoyed with him, with Dwight, and sends him to the, to steal the to steer the boat. Oh, it's the so- fake wheel in the front of the boat. Yeah. <laughs> um, another one I like is um, is Happy Hour. 
because you get to see Date Mike. And <laughs> Date Mike Date Mike might be one of the cringiest things ever. Um, yeah, it, I was literally well, just watching it be- before before we started recording. Um, and there's there's no explanation why the fedora hat or whatever the hat he's wearing is for dates. He doesn't explain yeah. it. He just turns no. himself into, into Date Mike. Well, like, and it, it, it it's it's so frustrating because it was going so well until he realized he was on a date. Right. It was literally going so well. Um, and then you see, you know, the beginning of Aaron and Andy's relationship. Um, <laughs> he doesn't want drama. Yeah, but he's all about drama. <laughs> right. Um, and then you see Dwight trying to get out of, you know, his his uh, legally binding um, <laughs> contract with Angela. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I oh, like that th- one a lot. Is this the one where the where he says "Oh fuck" when she sneaks up on him? Is that is that <laughs> <Yeah>. this one <laughs> where, he, yeah, where she scares him? Yeah, because he's talking to Isabel about like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like what's your what's your blood type and like this right. and this, and she walks away, and <laughs> Angela says something, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another one I like is Office Olympics. Okay. Um, I. I like it because it, it shows, I mean, it's basically Jim did all of this. Jim did all these activities to try and like impress Pam. Right. Um, but you also get to see um, Michael and Dwight take a personal day to go look at their condo or to go yeah. look at his condo. Um, and he starts panicking because he thinks that the roof is now lower than <laughs> it was the first time he saw it. Um, he realizes that buying the condo is almost a huge mistake because now Dwight's in his head of basically like, hey, like you're gonna end up, you're gonna die here, you're you right. know, and so like, panic. Um, and it's really weird that he ends up dating his realtor, right? Um, in a way, um, yeah. So I like I, I like the I like this one a lot. I like the end of that one because it it shows that they do care for Michael. Like as much oh as they, yeah, where they where they give him the when they give him the the gold medal. Yes, and like he tears up. Like there's yeah. there's so much like he's so happy that they finally are showing him some sort of love. You know what I'm saying? Like they, as much as everybody thinks he's a buffoon, they do care for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Another one I like, I'll just, I'll stick in this, the same season is the, the episode before, which is the sexual harassment. Um, <laughs> HR announces a crackdown on sexual harassment and Michael is basically told he can't send, you know, inappropriate emails or anything like that. And he claims that he's the king of, he's the king of forwarding emails. Right. Um, and this is where you get, the infamous, you know, that's what she said <laughs> in front of everybody. And I like that Jim's basically provoking it. The and whole time. The whole, that, the that, whole time. That, that's the best part. Yeah. And it's in front of Jan. It's in front of corporate HR. Like, and the fact that they, they sat in the office for that long and they, they feel like they've made progress with Michael 
and it literally just went down down the drain in ten seconds. Because <laughs> Jim knows he's gonna. Jim knows he can't not say it. Yeah, so that's J- so. And then you have you have Todd Packers there too, who is way yeah, worse and than Packer Michael. Kinda, yeah, and Packer kind of gives him the nod of like, "Go ahead, say it." Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so I I like that one. Um, yeah. The other one is, which is another one that wouldn't be on, I don't think would get a, it would really be on today, is the gay witch hunt. When Michael, <laughs> Michael basically outs Oscar um, right. and Faggy. And I think it's, I think it's a, it's a good episode because I think growing up and, you know, you know, being being a person, I think, you know, I don't know, I don't know for you, but I feel like, you know, our generation, we grew up saying that word, not mm-hmm. knowing the the implications that it could have on somebody who actually is, you know, gay or lesbian or whatever. Um, but Michael generally, I think, says what we all what we all believe was like, oh, well, yeah, like, I wouldn't have called him. I wouldn't have called him faggy if I knew he was. If I knew he was gay, like you don't do that. He says, you know, you call your friends. You call your friends faggy when they're being lame, right? You know. Um. So I I like that they put that into the episode because I feel like that's how, you know, a lot of people were. Um. Yeah, I, I figure like I I think that's meant for for men in a certain age range that we all did it when we were kids. Right, but the fact that 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 nowadays that's being pointed out as not not being right, and I'm I'm hoping that that's coming through to the younger generation. Right, right. So I th- I I think it's good that they. I don't know if it would be aired today or if it would get a lot of backlash, but I think it was a definitely a good episode to have, because it yeah, like you said, it shows that like yeah, this is how a generation was raised, but how Toby basically tells him like no, like you you can't you can't right. you can't say that. You know, it's just the way that it is. Um, and then Michael kisses. Oh, God. It... But that's not even the part that makes me laugh. It's the Dwight trying to do it afterwards. <laughs> like, like... The, I don't. Oh, my God. That whole scene. It went. Okay. It went from, like, hugging Oscar to, yeah. like, now I'm going to kiss him on the lips. <laughs> now... I don't know if you know, that wasn't in the script. Oh, okay. No, I didn't know that. So him kissing him is not in the script. Okay. So, so the people in the office, so the people, like, when they show the, the reaction of everybody in the office, those are uh-huh. general, like, reactions. Oh, my like, when God. Like, when they're all, like, stunned, like, that's a general yeah. reaction. Like, that, that's, that's real. Oh, <laughs> It's and then and then him trying to and then Jim Jim sending Dwight a gaydar, which ends up just being oh, a metal detector. That's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Because Dwight calls him and asks him and Jim forgets that he told he forgets that he told Dwight about the gaydar to begin with. Yeah, and he and tells him to oh, it. He's oh check on check on sharper image. Right. But then then he orders him one. And then when Dwight puts it by his own belly butt or by his own belt buckle, oh, it's so good. And then you get that yeah. that that sly look from Pam, yeah. a little sly yeah. giggle because she knows what happened. 
Yeah. Um, and then the, the last one I wrote down was um, Stress Relief, the Michael Scott roast. Oh, yes, that is a good one. Um, and mainly, the, the whole episode's good, but the, mainly, main, the main reason, this used to be one that I used to watch a lot because mm-hmm. I loved, after Michael gets his feelings hurt from the roast, he disappears and everybody's worried. Mm-hmm. And he comes back into the office and he roasts everybody. <laughs> yes. And it's something that I say still to this day when like I'll say something or someone says something, I'm like, boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Yep. <laughs> boom, roasted. And I love that he, it's so good. It's so good that he, li- he goes around everybody and. Yes. Um, and the fact that, and they were, and the fact that they're not like mean, they're not like, like everybody was mean to him. Yeah. And, and his, like, his are just like, you know they're playful they're playful yes. playfully playfully mean um yes cool so now that we've done that let's um i don't know let's talk let's talk about the office a little more do you have okay now that you've actually finished you know mm-hmm. the the whole the whole season um what do you what do you think of once michael leaves like what did you think of those seasons after like which which are the moments that stuck out to you so i didn't really like any of it I mean, like I said, there were a few funny scenes and uh, maybe a couple episodes here and there, but I hated what they did with the storyline. I I never liked the Aaron and Andy storyline, anyways. Okay. So the fact that it was so much on them, I didn't like. I really hated the the Pam and Jim. What and like the argument and like the 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 sound guy and everything. I really hated that. Yeah, I never, I didn't understand because they make it seem like, oh, that Brian was the Brian, the sound guy, was. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and little fun fact, I know that I texted you this. You did, um, but Brian, the sound guy from The Office, mm-hmm. um, actually voices uh, Mickey Mouse in the Mickey Mouse um, uh, like cartoon shorts. Right. So that's a and little I, fun fact. I learned. I, I learned. Go ahead. Well, before this last week, I didn't know him from The Office because I hadn't seen it that far. Oh, right, right, right. So I only knew him as as the guy, as um, Caster Soto on a show called Episodes. He was on season three, I believe. Oh, okay. That was when was that, 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 that's how I knew him. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't under I didn't understand like were they trying to imply that like. J- like Brian was trying to hit on Pam, yeah, and like, like he he was like kind of in love with her all of these after all these years because he's been her quote unquote sound guy. Yeah, so it was yeah. So I didn't I didn't really yeah I didn't really care I didn't really care for that. There were I mean I can get through it. There are definitely episodes that I don't that I don't care for. Um, I really. I really don't like Andy as a character. Andy has his moments, but he's probably mm-hmm. my least he's probably my least favorite character because right. the guy's an asshole. The guy was an right. asshole from from day 1 when you meet him in Stanford when he comes to Scranton, he's an asshole. And then how he what really gets me is that when he disappears on his yacht and comes back and treats everybody in the office like shit. I that yeah. really that really makes me. That really makes me mad. Um, and then he like collects his bonus check for, you know, um, the quarter. And Angela's like, "Do you know how long a quarter is? You right. know, like this is for the three months you were gone." Um, but 
what did you feel about Robert California? I didn't like I, so I didn't think that form of humor that 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 James Spader brings to shows worked for The Office. Okay, like so I loved him on Boston Legal, like okay. that's where I that's where I love James Spader, and I I almost I I don't know there's there's something about the humor he brought to this that I didn't like. Okay, um, I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I liked mean, there it. Was, I thought I thought there were funny parts, but in in all, I didn't love it. I liked that he was. They everybody found him like extremely like intimidating, mm-hmm. um, and he just made everybody uncomfortable. Um, yeah, he definitely he definitely. Um, one of my favorite my favorite scenes is before obviously he comes around. Um, I didn't like that they brought in Will Ferrell. But I was kind of okay with it once I realized it was only like two episodes or three episodes. Right. Um, but I really love the Will Ferrell invisible juggling. <laughs> when he's invisible juggling to Evanescence and yes. goes, oh my God, it's so awkward. Like, I, I don't, so- I don't understand. Like, for me, the best part of that was Pam going into the break room and making fun of him oh. about doing it after. And she's like, uh, and she's like uh, juggling no balls. And she just, her head's going up and down with no ball. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what, just, want, just going back to Andy real quick. There was two episodes, it's like sort of centered around him that I thought about including in my top 10. One is employee transfer where he where Dwight wears the Cornell uh, sweater to work, sweater to the office. Oh yeah, yeah, and he's 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 applying to Cornell. Yes, that one I really like. And then the other one where you, the only time I actually like like Andy and like where the where they kind of show him this sympathy was garden party. You know that <laughs> that was one in my head too. It's yeah. That that's good. What I didn't like, I mean, maybe they didn't plan on, you know. So he his parents are in an earlier episode um, when he proposes to Angela, right? Um, and they're obviously different people. Um, so his parents are two different people. You know, his parent, his dad ends up being the dad from Seventh Heaven. Um, you remember that old show, Seventh Heaven? Of course. Um, that's all I know him from. I don't know him from anything else. And then his his brother ends up being Josh Groban, right? Who I love. I love Josh Groban. Um, yeah, it's the office. the The dinner party is good. No, the garden party. Oh, the yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The garden party, the dinner my, party. My my favorite episode. My favorite part of that of that garden party was where where Jim writes the book. And then uses it all to his advantage, like where Dwight yeah. has to inter- introduce everybody coming in. Yeah, and then Jim keeps coming in and out, in and out to get, <laughs> and Dwight doesn't realize what he's doing. What, uh, what is it? And, and doesn't he? He introduces. What does he? Oh, what does he call Jim? Uh, Jim's daughter. He calls her something. <laughs> Pippa or yeah, yeah, Pippi or something like I, that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, 
Yeah, you, yeah, that is that is one where you like, yeah, you do feel bad for Andy because you know all he wants is is his dad's approval and right, you know. So they, I, I get they feel bad for him. And then the other one was when they, um, when they, when he gets the tattoo on his butt. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, because they, you know, it, it's that you know they do care for him, mm-hmm. you know, but um, is there is there a character that you don't? that you don't like? Um, I, so I'm not a big fan of Pam. Okay. And there are some parts that I do like her, but others, I just, I don't. I don't know what it is. Okay. That's, that's interesting. All I, that's the only I can think of. Do you, do you have a favorite character? Uh, I I think Michael. Okay. I really yeah I I think it's Michael. You. Um. Yeah, it's yeah, it's either it's either Michael or Dwight. Um, do you have a, do you, besides Andy? Do you have a character that you hate? Um. I kind of don't like Phyllis. Okay. If That's if I weird... had to, if I yeah, if I had to like, if I had to pick one, um, I also. Oh, I have one. I have um, well, I- 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 Idris Elba. Uh, he was. Oh. Uh, what the hell's his name in the show? Um. Uh... Damn it! Oh, I don't remember. I can't remember. What the hell can I remember his name now? Damn it. I know it's gonna drive me crazy. No, everyone, no, everyone, no, everyone every, gonna, every, everyone's gonna talk shit because I, I can't remember. Everyone, everyone is yelling it right now into their radio or into their phone. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. God dang it! I don't remember. It's um. <laughs> All right, hold on. I know that he's from he's from Steel. He's from because he he tells Michael, oh, uh, where are you from, Santa Cruz Steel? And he goes, oh, it sounds like a nice place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, what is the um, name? I don't know. Oh, I'm trying no, to see if it's. All right, hold on. Because that's not till what later in season six, right? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it would have been around, you know, Michael Michael Scott Paper Company. Oh, Charles Minor. There, there you, you go. go. It just hit me because Sorry, he make, he because he makes C shaped bagels. Right. And he says, "Oh, there's a." Is it Charles Minor here to see you? Minor, I barely even know her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, it's see that's what makes it so hard for me to pick like a favorite episode because there's so many like I have favorite I have so many favorite moments. Right. You know. Um, you didn't like Charles Minor? No, he was he was an asshole. Yeah, and he was and he was like and he didn't like Jim and I think that was like perfect. Like Maybe they need. Made they needed somebody that didn't like Jim to like kind of make him seem like the bad guy, like the bad corporate guy. Well, yeah, because he likes Dwight over Jim, and that's yeah. that's that's sort of how you were, you know, he's the opposite of Michael. Not that yeah. he didn't like Jim, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and then even later at the company picnic when they're playing volleyball, he like talking shit to Jim, and Jim's <laughs> yes. like, Jim's like, seriously? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I can think of anyone else that I didn't. Not, not like a major character that 
right that I didn't like or um yeah so alrighty so I think I think this is I think we'll definitely have to come back to if not this show we'll do definitely do more top 10 like movies or songs or something like that we'll, we'll definitely come back to shows like this where we uh we talk more about uh things that we like yeah definitely i mean we could definitely do it with you know like disney movies or right you know, things like things like that um so speaking of movies uh next week we'll recap the uh super bowl a little bit and then we're gonna have the rest of the episode will be our our giant our big uh, oscar uh preview we'll fill oh, yeah. out We'll fill out our ballots and do all that. That's true. All right. Um, have you watched any of the other movies yet? Uh, no, I need to. <laughs> so there. So I've watched five of the nine. Okay. And tonight I'm double. I'm double featuring, uh, Jojo Rabbit and 1917. Oh, solid. So I'll so have seventeen. Of, or off seven of the nine done. Okay. Uh, I re- so I really. I really need to watch Marriage Story because that's the easiest one for me to watch because it's on Netflix. Right. Um, but after you, what you told me about your experience watching it, I really don't want to watch it, but <laughs> I, I have to. So, um, yeah. And then, I, yeah, I still gotta, I gotta watch all of these. Um, so yeah. So next week, so it will be, it will be a spoiler episode. We will be giving, we'll be talking about the movies. So if you want to watch them and, and listen along and let it, you know, we're going to talk about them spoiler free. So we're going to, I mean, shouldn't say spoiler free. We're going to be giving spoilers. Yeah. It'll be a, a, not spoiler wait, free. Not spoiler free. So yeah, uh, that, that'll be next week. Um, thank you guys um, for listening. Sorry. What oh, do you have, yeah. No, no, sorry. I was just going to say, um, we are looking for, um, we have many ideas for a logo um for the podcast um but we would like to know if any of you if anyone out there if you guys know anybody that would like to do the logo for us um please get in touch with us um we eventually want to make you know some stickers or shirts or something out there for you guys um to put on i know the majority of our friends all have hydro flasks um so, you know, stuff like that, some, some fun things um, that we can send out to, to the listeners. So if you or somebody you know um, is good at drawing, um, please get in touch with us. Let us know. And, um, again, you can find us on Instagram at Revolutionary Friendship. Um, if you have a topic you want us to talk about, um, something you think that we may disagree on or what have you, or if you even want to be a guest and you want to come on and argue with us, um, that would be great as well. So that's all, that's all I have to add. All right. So I think that'll do it for us this week. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, We'll tell you guys next week. All right. See ya. Bye.